we have the one and only for all things Halloween. This is Haunt former Mac this is joining me here on the show here tonight. Sports Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, Right 365, iHeartRadio, the Horror Shows edition with DJ Mad Max. Haunt former Mac is in the building. Mac, what's going on, man? What's up? Uh, when I saw your message, I'm like, dang, this guy's like interviewing like Tony Todd and like these crazy horror icons. So thank you for thinking of me. And then on top of that, I've seen your thing is like sports and hip hop. And now you're into like horror stuff for October. Is that like, is this like your Halloween special? Yeah. Every October I do this. I interview a bunch of horror people. I did James A. Janice last year. I usually one YouTube creator, but you're next up on my list here because in my opinion, there's only two YouTube creators that I really follow when it comes to horror stuff. And it's you and James A. Janice's channel. And I mean, and, and James is like, he's like top tier. Like yeah, he's, not he's just horror guy. YouTube, just YouTube. Yeah. So, you know, that's pretty dope. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Of course. Yeah. I came across your channel. I'm not even going to lie, man, because th- th- during October, I get to really express my true horror fandom. I usually dedicate this month because I'm always doing all sports stuff and hip hop and artists and music reviews and all that stuff. So, oh, yeah. I- I'm always going through things on YouTube for looking for animatronics and just going back mm. into my old memories and reminiscing on the days when I was younger. And I came across one of your old videos of you ranking all the spirit animatronics from yes. all the years to come. And in particular, <laughs> the Jemmy animatronics, yes, the Jemmy and, stuff. Oh yeah. Because they used to be top tier and now they're pretty much garbage. And, they're trash now. And they used yeah. to be so good. Like they had a Hannibal Lecter one when I was a kid. Oh, and when the mask thing, would flap open. And it would pop open, yeah. and it sounded just like Anthony Hopkins, and it looked just like him, and it was like a Disney-quality thing. And now they have, like, something at Lowe's that, like, is Michael Myers, but he, like, looks like a pancake. I'm just like, what is that? <laughs> that's that's not Michael Myers. No, and the sound effect on it isn't even the Michael Myers Halloween No, it's, we joke about it. We say it's the it's like a Nokia rings, ringtone sound effect. It's <laughs> terrible. That's uh. not John Carpenter. No, and, and even if you look at the Jason, the design of it, just it did, didn't look like the original Jason from the movies. It's got these weird utility no. gloves on. The Freddy, the mouth doesn't move. In order for it to be an authentic Freddy, it needs to be like the original one that came out with the moving yeah. mouth. Yeah, it's you can't authentic. have a character like Freddy who is known for the quips and the talking. and You can't have him like this static, molded plastic head. It looks goofy. <laughs> so... Man, they dropped the ball on those. I mean, they've had a couple, actually, because they have at Home Depot, they've got the Jack Skellington from Nightmare Before Christmas. I actually think that one looks pretty good. It's also a... It's they also always put a lot into the Jack movie, and so. Sally ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a big, um, you know, property for them to do. So, but uh, Michael Myers is too. I mean, especially with, you know, the Halloween movies coming out. Like, that's a big deal. So... I still don't know why they haven't done a Michael Myers from this new trilogy. And I agree with you because, in my opinion, I think James U. Courtney is the best shape since Nick Castle in the original one. So I agree. I agree. I, I really mean, am not a fan of this one that they put out. And, and even if you look back at the Rob Zombie animatronic that re- they released years ago for Halloween and the H2O, can we bring those back? But Yeah, come on. You should try to interview. You haven't interviewed James Jude Courtney yet, have I have, you? I interviewed him. Oh, you two did? Year, two years ago, yeah. Did you? Because I was going to interview him, too, on the channel because he's just such a good shape. Yeah. I mean, you can tell he puts a lot of he's focused. Yeah, he is. 
he's like the best part of these movies. Like even the ones people like even this new one, because I've heard so much about this it. new one. I hate it. And we're going to get into that. You know, OK, good, I, good. I, I hate it. I'm not a big fan of it at all. It, when they threw him in the compactor, part of my childhood died. And I was just like, this isn't the end. You know, it's. Oh, yeah. They pulled they 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 pulled a Halloween H2O. Kind of. yeah. And we, I guess we can talk about that when you want to get to it. But yeah, yeah. No, but this is your interview, man. I, I want to make this about you because I know when you were younger, you're this big Halloween guy now on YouTube. But originally, when you were younger, you kind of avoided horror movies and you because you were squeamish. So but, yes. but your love of the Halloween, the horror holiday comes from your parents working at theme parks with Bush Gardens and Disney. So it all starts yeah. from there and watching these Disney Halloween specials with your grandparents and falling yep. in love with these latex skeleton props. So just yeah, elaborate know, on that. Yeah, well, like everybody has like a little thing when they're a kid, like a like a teddy bear or I don't know, some kind of little toy that they hold de- near and dear. And I did. I had a couple teddy bears and like stuff from Build-A-Bear, but largely I had this latex skeleton and I would like sleep with it and like play with it when I was a kid. And I got called into the like office when I was in elementary school. Because I was drawing at that oh, time. Is this the zombie props? It was, zombie prop it was a zombie, zombie prop stuff? spirit. Yeah. yeah. And he was a he was a crawling zombie. He was called the Death Crawler. And he had no legs. It was just a bloody stump. And you could remote control him like an RC car. And he would crawl around. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I had to get it for my birthday. And I got called into the office. And my parents had like a parent-teacher conference. Like, hey, your kid is like demented he might be like a sociopath and i'm not spoiler alert but i just really i've always been gravitated to that dark stuff i just find it fascinating and you know even now i'm i'm in uh college for mental health and uh i'm a big like advocate for mental health and for like mental health counseling and treatment and stuff but there's always that dark side of it, like the abnormal psychology and like serial killers and stuff. And that just fascinates the heck out of me. Um, but it started with that, started with my parents working at the theme parks, doing Disney World stuff, going to the stores and seeing the Halloween stuff. And it just grew from there. I used to listen to scary stories um, a lot when I was a kid, like campfire stories, like uh, Monkey's Paw comes to mind, stuff like that. And my love for it has just grown. And like you said, I, I'm squeamish. I still am squeamish. Uh, and we can talk about that because I, I'm, I'm this close to seeing that Terrifier 2 movie. <laughs> but I watched a clip online and I got like, but man, it looks good, but it looks like a lot. But I was, I was scared to watch horror movies. And then it was actually after I started the channel that I'm like, you know, I'm doing videos about horror i'm doing videos about scary stuff and i don't even watch it i feel like inauthentic and so amc's fear fest was on which they do every october child's play two and they're playing child's play two and i was watching child's play two and i couldn't turn it off because i was so interested and the same thing happened with halloween two it was weird the sequels for some reason were what got me into it and they were edited they were edited for TV, so it was all, like, the gore was cut out. It was just, like, the story and the scary bits. And I'm like, this is what's up. Like, this is good. And now since I've seen those movies in their entirety, and I don't know if people know this, but um, for my 21st birthday, uh, 
my parents got Alex Vincent to make an appearance at my birthday party. I heard about that. And you didn't prepare a camera or anything. No, I didn't yeah. prepare a camera. So I don't have any, like, vi there's a few pictures of me and him. Uh, uh, but that he was such a cool guy to meet. And so, like, that was bringing it full circle because they remembered that that was the movie that got me into it. And so, you brought the doll there from Colt to Chucky. He did. It was the yeah. it was the um, the good guy yeah. version. I don't know which one. It was one of like the limp one, so it wasn't like a, a like an articulate one. But there was a point where he was doing pictures with my family and friends who were at the party, and he had Chucky, and he's like, "Here, hold this." And so he hands me Chucky, and I'm holding Chucky. And I'm like, "This is like the holy grail of like." horror stuff to me i love chucky so like that was like surreal to like have chucky that was so neat that's surreal uh, just hearing about oh, yeah. your story and introduction to horror and, and how you built this huge fan base that you have and people just following you because you the, the thing i like about your channel is that you change it up you don't keep it just movie reviews you don't keep it just review products you do walkthroughs and go through tours of the stores to let the people know what's really going on out here for halloween and what you can get for your props and everything but you also do a lot of scary stories that terrify you when you look at the, your youtube videos and you always reveal these scary stories that's oh, creative yeah. so i would say like that's what i say when it's these two channels hot former and dead meat to me top two channels for horror oh yeah dead meat's incredible i don't think you can top him especially if like his show, honestly, should be on television. Like, it's it that be, good. Yeah. The, the production, quality, like, everything. The editing, it's so good. And it's such a simple idea, counting the kills. But he does so much more than that, of course. Um, but for me, my whole shtick is I'm for all things Halloween. So I try not to be a one-trick pony. I do the mm. store stuff. I do reviews. I do the scary stories. I do some true crime and, the, and horror. I try to, like... I want to encompass the entire celebration of what it means of to be a Halloween horror fan. Your two favorite horror movies, I know The Shining and The Exorcist, you say it all the time. But when yeah. you first saw The Shining, it bored you. Well, <laughs> to be fair, I watched The Shining on my iPad, <laughs> which is don't do that. I mean, there's a famous like um, quote from like David Lynch. He did some interviews like if you're watching a movie on your effing iPhone, like, you're kidding yourself. And he's right. You should never watch The Shining of all movies on your iPad. But I did. And I was I was in that immature horror stage where I just wanted the thrill. And, you know, when you see the images of The Shining, you see Jack Nicholson with the axe going through the door. And so I'm just sitting there and he's walking around and he's drinking at the bar, talking to this bartender. I'm just like, where is the scary part? When's it going to get good? And that doesn't happen, you know, of no. course, until the very end of The Shining. But then I kept watching it because it was so captivating. And I'm like, this is like, there's something else here. And then I just couldn't stop watching it. I'm like, okay, this is like one of the best movies ever. And it really is. I mean, with time, it's aged like a fine wine. It has. In, in addition to these two movies, what would you say are your top five category for horror movies? Oh my gosh. That's tough. <laughs> this changes so much. I have a list. Let me see. If oh, I can he find made it. a list. I made a list because I, I did a, a video a few years ago and that has changed. And it's also, come on, there's got to be my list on here. It's, it's hard too because I don't know if I'm going to find it, but there are some movies where it's like, do I classify it as a horror movie? Like Silence of the Lambs is one of my favorite movies. But a lot of people are like, that's more of a thriller. 
same thing with like a movie like Misery, mm. which awesome movie. Um, the Exorcism and the Shining are my favorites. I feel like the the original Halloween has to be on there somewhere. I mean, that's like the slasher movie. Um, Silence of the Lambs. I'm tempted to put Scream. I don't know uh, if I could. Man, that's hard. I think Saw. Saw has really Saw. worked up my ranking. And it's pretty funny I say that because I am a I am a squeamish little guy, but <laughs> I just love I love the story of those Saw movies. The traps. The, yeah, yeah, the traps. I'm ready for that new one. I think there's a new one coming out next year. Yeah, I heard about that. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. I think Evil Dead Rise is coming out. Then we got Scream Six Evil coming Dead out. Rise. So it has been cute. a really good last couple years for horror fans. Like before, I feel like the the superhero thing was really dominating, like the box office, like with the Avengers, Marvel, and like the DC rivalry. Yeah, I like I like them to an extent. You know, that's not my usual thing, but I, who doesn't enjoy seeing like Batman or Spider Man or something? But now we're getting all of these horror, not just like franchise movies, like you said, Evil Dead or Halloween or Scream, but also like cool original new movies that also are working up as their own legacy, I guess. Exactly. Spirit used to go back there 2006, 2007 is when you started really attending Spirit. And if you look at it, it's changed completely since then. Because I think my first Spirit was 2007. That's when you first saw the Jason animatronic. There was this thing there. I think that was the Hannibal Lecter one. Then there's this yep. ride with the, the her head and yeah, the husband's head. head. And, yeah, I remember that prop being there. And do you Freak. remember this guy that he had like no body? And he was hanging from a rope and he would scream when you'd go up yes. and he was caged in. I remember those props going there when I was younger. It completely changed now. It, it, they've cheapened so much. They have. I made a whole video on that. Yeah. Fact. Um, and I still love Spirit. And I, I talked to a lot of the people from Spirit. Uh, and I've had some inside conversations with some of them. And it's it's crazy because it has changed. I don't know if that's because I learned that the company went public. Uh, a couple years back and so they're not like a private company anymore so they have to like make sure they're they're pay i don't know how the entire like stock market thing works but they have to pay back their investors or whatnot so they want to play it safe like let's not have like a woman holding her own head anymore let's make it clean for the kids but how i feel like when i was a kid the reason i liked that stuff is because it was so edgy and like creative and creepy and now it feels like some of the some of them are cool. I can't say it for all of the stuff, but it seems like a large amount are like glorified, like happy meal toys. I agree. Yeah. yeah so dude. it's a it's a little it's a little upsetting. The the themes I think they've improved. Like if you go through the store, they have some really neat things they've done with the screens and the walkthrough elements. I mean, they've definitely upped their game in that department. But in terms of the actual props, I don't know. I feel like they've slacked a little bit. Yeah. I remember being there going younger, too, with the laboratory. I know you remember that one. When you go there, you see the mad scientist. Yeah, scientist and... with the brain that pops yeah. out. Yeah. That stuff is great. I mean, that's really – that stuff was so cool. And 
you would go in, there'd be like severed heads or arms and just the vibe was different. It was a lot darker in the stores. Remember those little needle pens too that with yep. the blood? Yeah. yeah, the blood in the needle pen. I don't know. They just kind of like this. It kind of has this like corporate sh like wash over it. And I know they got, I know their ultimate goal is their business. They want to make money. But I wish they, they put a little more into making it actually creepy in the store. Because that's, what I think, what people want. And that's what I, I want. <laughs> you walk in there, it feels like a fun atmosphere. It's supposed to be creepy when you yeah, walk in. Yeah, it feels like you're place. walking in Toys R Us. Yeah. <laughs> right. I want it to feel like when you walk into, like, Spencer's at the mall. Exactly. That's the or exact thing. Yeah. I mean, Spencer's own spirit. I mean, they're owned by the same company. Like, so I feel like they could do that. I just don't know why they don't. Eventually, do you see a turn for the corner for the best and getting back to where it was eventually, Since especially you talk with these people at Spirit? I, I hope so. I hope so, because I, I got a big response from that video. That video got a bunch of views, and it got a lot of people talking. So, And that's all I wanted to do with that video is open the conversation, because if people hated on it and said, no, you're wrong, then I'd be like, okay, that's just my soapbox. But the fact that I got overwhelming support for my arguments means that there are other people out there who want to see the same change. So I hope spirit will listen. And even I was, I was given a possible like ultimatum. They could do the front display as like a kid friendly one and make the back darker and have more of like the gory, creepy stuff. So you appease both camps. Mm. So everyone wins. Then, uh, then parents can be like, no, we no Timmy. We can't go in the back. That's for adults. You know, just like if you went in dispensers, you know, don't go in the back of Spencer's. <laughs> <laughs> I have bad memories of going in the back of Spencer's when I was a kid. But yeah, that's that's how it goes. Uh, no, unbelievable. A big thing <laughs> you're, you, of what you do, though, is the haunts, because you originally you started out with the haunt and that transformed into haunt former. But you, you do these haunts every year. And tell me about the one that you have upcoming now. So the one upcoming, I was actually just over there in the garage working on it a little bit tonight. This year, it's called the Cotton County Crematorium. And the idea is it's a it's a crematorium, funeral home, morgue, autopsy, embalming thing, kind of all of that in one. But it's run by a cult. And the cult, they like sacrifice or offer up these bodies in the morgue to the grim reaper whom they like worship and so i just thought that was a weird idea like it felt like something out of like an 80s horror movie and i'm like yeah i could do that as a haunted house so i've been working on getting some of the stuff together and trying to craft certain scares there's a scene where there's a gonna be a body like a tied up dead body with candles around it like they're doing some kind of like sacrifice and then I'm going to have a dummy dressed in a robe, like a cult member, and then a, a person dressed in the same robe. And so then when the guest walks in, they can jump scare them, like turn around and get them. So I love that stuff, you know, going through haunted houses and seeing how they craft the scene, like how they subvert you, like, oh, look over here, boom, they get you from behind. Like all that stuff is, there's an art to the haunted house game, and it's a huge industry. So no, it's, it definitely is. Oh, yeah, it's big. I've been to a few like conventions, like their haunted house conventions, and it's nuts. Like when I when I go, I'm like my my thing isn't anything. I'm just a garage haunt. Like that's just a homemade little 
haunted house I'm just showcasing to the world, but some haunted houses are like, they're like Universal Studios quality. Like the stuff they do, it's insane. And the animatronics they have, and they have hundreds of actors doing this huge thing. But it is an industry and it it's booming in October. It really is. Have you thought about getting in touch with the Travel Channel at all for any ideas? Because you have some great ideas. That's true. I probably should get in contact with them because I know that they they dip pretty heavy into um, the haunted house industry. I know they did the Making Monsters show many, many years ago with the Distortions crew, whom I've also talked to quite extensively, and they make some awesome products for haunted houses. And so to see that like on a public television, because they do reruns every October, I'm like, that's cool that like, it's not just the niche industry, like people are interested in seeing how this stuff happens. I could definitely see that you'd be a big fit for that. But you're, you're going to school right now for mental health or mental health advocate. But have you thought about even as a minor doing screenwriting? I would love to. Well, I actually, I don't mean the shameless plug, but it's right here. So I'm going to do it. But I got my book out now. Oh, wow. I have a book. It's on Amazon. I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it just to get the stories out there. Uh, the book's called Comeuffins, if you want to look it up. And um, it's an anthology of short stories. And so my ultimate, I guess, dream would be to have one of these stories or multiple get adapted into a screenplay. I would love to write the screenplay for any of these and have it become a movie because I love, you know, I'm a movie guy. I love movies. Uh, I watch so many of them. And so I always did think, yeah, maybe I should go to school for screenwriting. But I really feel like if you're a screenwriter, you might just have that in you. I don't know how to explain it. Like you can't teach that in a class. Mm. It just kind of is. You can you can be taught the technique or the form, but the creativity, that's only from you, I guess. Like it's like trying to go to school to be an artist if you're just not artistically inclined, maybe. No, that's interesting. I could definitely see, but you're right though. It's not something that you it could be taught. You're either born with it or you're not. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a weird thing because I get, I get asked that a lot. Like you go to film school or do you go to writing school? And it's like, no, I've thought about it, but you know, and it's also, it's a fickle industry. You know, some people, they go their whole life to film school and they end up being a travel agent. That's just, you know, cause it's a hard thing to get into. So I, I just you work like at a movie theater, actually. I do. I work at a movie theater. Yeah. So I see, I like seeing people going to movies in the theater. I'm a big fan of that experience, like the theatrical experience. And to have been working there through some of these big horror franchises is cool for me. Because I know now when I'm older and I get to nerd out to like my kids or whatever and say like, I was there when you know, Jordan Peele, Nia DaCosta's Candyman came out, or I was there for Halloween and Halloween Kills, or, you know, all of this stuff. I can, I can kind of gloat about that. So I'm kind of glad. Um, but I, I get to see what movies audiences like, what they don't like. Like, I've had some people walk out of movies and be like, that's trash. I can't even <laughs> finish that movie. It's, it's honestly, not, I think one of them was like The Boy 2. Like, I can't watch The Boy 2. I'm like, Okay. Or 
um, sometimes they come out and there's a smile on their face and it's like, I just love that movie, man. And so that lets me know, it helps me gauge what people are interested in. And then it helps me as a creative or as a writer go, okay, people like this with this, how can I bring these together or how can I expand on that? No, and I'd be one of those ones that would have walked out of that theater. Thank God for Peacock for this new Halloween end. Because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a Peacock guy. I'm big on don't go to Peacock, screw the streaming services, go to the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. I'm old fashioned when it comes to that. But I've been so busy lately, and my schedule's been hectic. I haven't had time, so I said I'll throw this on Peacock. I wasn't a big fan of Halloween Kills, so I really didn't mind it. So I threw on right. Halloween ends. I know you like Halloween Kills, and I do like Halloween and Kills. I, I'm gonna really start to turn here and agree with that meme that's been going around i don't know if you saw it but people were like well maybe i treated you too harshly and it was a with pretty- halloween kills yeah you saw that <laughs> yeah i yeah i think i have oh so when God. i saw halloween ends it was just I, we're gonna get into it spoilers everything so save your hand to this script right now with david gordon green blumhouse they, they'd say mac i want you to write the halloween ends here what oh would you have changed in this movie what, well what first the first thing is they have they have four writers, which I don't know. I'm not. I saw based. that because it, isn't it usually David Gordon Green and yeah, and, and Danny McBride, Danny McBride, like, yeah, and they had two extra ones this year. Yeah, to me, I feel like most. I shouldn't say this is a an end all be all, but most competently written good movies are one writer. Usually, they're the director too, but they have a vision for this in their head. When I see four writers on a project, instantly I'm thinking cookie cutter or I'm thinking writer's room, like just shooting ideas out of their butt, you know, (laughs) like what can we do? To me, it doesn't feel like a genuine story when you have that many writers and maybe some of them are like touch up writers or whatnot, but I don't know. That was a big red flag. Um, And so I've seen Halloween ends twice. Uh, and the first time I really didn't like it. I'm just like you. I, I like hated that they didn't have Myers in it. I hated that they just kind of the other two movies, the, the ones I liked, like I really liked kills and I liked what they did with that movie. And they just, bloop. But I saw it a second time and I watched it not as a Halloween movie, but just as a movie, like as a horror movie, like trying to forget that it's even associated and just watching it for what it was. And it was a lot better. It still had a lot of flaws, but I could actually sit there and like not grind my teeth because I got what they were going for. But it was the it was a situation of like wrong place, wrong time. And there's there's some kind of meta thing in there where like the I, I don't know if you saw my video on it, but I talked about the comparisons between this and Halloween three season of the witch. I saw that video. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of season of the witch, but you have like the fonts and they like suggest it in the posters and that the masks are in the other two movies and that this movie's different and it's trying to be like Halloween three, but Halloween three never promised like the trailer wasn't, Oh, here's Michael Myers. And then when you go to the movie, it's Halloween three, like the trailers have the weird Stonehenge masks with the silver shamrock chip in the back. But this trailer for Halloween promised Michael Myers promised Michael Myers and Laurie Strode and then it completely adds a new character. See, what I would have done if they really wanted to do this, which I don't know why, is one, 
make that Corey Cunningham thing the middle chapter and then end on a high with Michael. Or you introduce Corey in the first movie, like maybe one of Allison's friends or like the one that gets with her, becomes her boyfriend after that that guy like cheats on her in the first and one. The first one, yeah. Yeah, and then you make make his story a bigger part of it in the second one and kills, and then you really show how he turns in the third one. So we actually have some emotional attachment to him. Really, it could have just been Allison herself as the thing with where Michael looks at her and creates this thing because she had trauma from the other two movies. So it could have been warranted. I don't know why they added a whole new character. It just felt really weird. It was, I don't know, like, I respect what they were doing now, having watched it, but all of the hate for this movie is understood, warranted. They have it coming. It's it's really mind-boggling that they chose to do this, you know? And I was watching interviews with, like, Jamie Lee Curtis and and David Gordon Green and the cast and stuff. And I, I like deep horror. I like the existential horror. I like the, what do they call it now, elevated horror and, you know, like, hereditary or whatever. But they're going on about how, like, oh, it's an allegory for evil and people watch it for, like, they put their fears in Michael. And I'm like, it, <laughs> it's Michael Myers in a mask and he stabs people and walks around on Halloween. That's what we wanted, you know? That's what fans really want. And when you don't do that, you're isolating your fan base to hate you. Exactly. And that's what they did with Halloween 3. Now, I like Halloween 3, and I know you do, too. Yeah. I've learned to just live with it, and it's become a cult hit when you really look at it in the horror yeah, community. This, I really don't understand why there are because there are some people out there that I know who mm-hmm. hated the first two but love this one. I don't know why they love love this one. I think I it's don't horrible. Know how that happens. But the, it's the, this is just horrible. And when you're yeah. building the character Michael Myers, right? When you're looking at it. When you go back to Donald Pleasance with the first one and they say that he's pure evil, he's getting shot six times, the whole town is stabbing him and killing him and Halloween kills, he gets up again, you're going to tell me that that this guy, they they kill him in the kitchen and then they throw him in a car compactor, He's that he's just the yeah. human in the end? I, they, they really got to emphasize, is this guy human or is he evil? Right, because they keep changing it. Yeah. Because they, they set up this element, which I didn't care for, but okay, I just followed the movie's logic. Like, he kills, and he becomes, like, supernatural. Like, it gives him power. But then he kills people in this movie, and he's still weak. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is it? Is he OP? Is he a human? They can't decide. They just need him in the movies, you know? Because I, I know um, Jamie Lee Curtis, and God bless her, I love her, she's fantastic and i i enjoy her character but she's in this movie talking she was in a behind the scenes like i don't even care about michael myers whatever but it's like that's what that's what this franchise is that like is. if you don't have michael myers that's what it's all about it's just exactly. like friday the 13th without jason you go it's like the inverse of a superhero movie you go to captain america to see captain america you go to halloween to see michael myers that's just how it is it is no you're 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 absolutely right and i i was seeing all these tweets online and and a perfect tweet for this was wow i didn't realize that michael myers was a guest star in his own movie <laughs> it's true it really is it I really mean, was like had the Corey cunningham thing been its own movie fine 
like it's an interesting idea of like you get infected with evil i know it's kind of been done before i know it's partially based on christine but you know it's a neat idea but to shoehorn it in especially not just in a halloween movie but in the finale halloween movie no and it's like say what you will about halloween kills because i i love halloween kills but i understand 100 percent all of the criticisms towards it but at least it was a halloween movie it was, it was a halloween, halloween movie it was it was a little it was a little campy it was a little you know cheesy and some of the dialogue sucked but you know, I maybe I liked it because of that. Like the the 2018 movie was like I thought it was a pretty competently well done movie. Oh, I agree. Like, it, it, when looking when we go to Halloween ends and we look back oh, on that now, it looks yeah, like a now masterpiece. It looks like it looks like a masterpiece. Like yeah, <laughs> really, that should have been it. It should have been. It, that should have been the end. Like we got the one off thing where Lori he comes back and Lori kills him. Boom, we got it. We got it couldn't do it they just had to milk it for more money and then they shot themselves in the foot yeah no i'm not a big a big fan of this new film at all i hated it and yeah. just for so many of the reasons why there were times when i was looking at this movie and i was laughing and one of those scenes comes from the beginning when he kicks open the door and apparently apparently you could get kicked across kick across the the top floor leap over just by the door pushing yeah i didn't out. get that at all because he <laughs> okay he pushes open the door i get that might bump a kid but the railing is like four feet high yeah, I know. <laughs> how did the kid flip over that railing he and also that see some of the things in the movie like it's despite my i'm wanting to like it more than i did but it's like he pushes, he's kicking, he's freaking out in this room. Why is he freaking out so bad? Like, as in rational, because he's like a, he's probably like my age. I'm going to be 24. I'm assuming he was probably 24. You're a rational person. A kid locks you in the closet. He's in there for like two seconds. And he's like, open the door. He's like kicking the door. It's like, why are you so scared, dude? It's, <laughs> you're just in the dark. Like, it. he's going nuts. And then some of the dialogue, like the the way it was edited feels like they cut out stuff. Like there's one part where he says to Allison, he's standing there and he's like, I killed someone. Allison like stops, turns around, and I'm assuming there was something said there and it's just cut for time. She just walks up and like holds his hand and then it cuts to them on the motorcycle. I'm like, he just said you he killed somebody and you're just on the motorcycle now? I don't know. Or how about the dialogue in the restaurant when when they're like burn it to the ground and then I don't know if she says it or he says it but one of them says I'll light the match and, and it cuts to them that. on the motorcycle and I said what is this natural born killers? Yes it I felt want? like yes it felt like natural born it, I don't I don't know some of the decisions that were made. Again, that's why I go back to the four writers thing because I feel like somewhere in there there's a Halloween movie. Somewhere in there there's Christine remake. Somewhere in there, there's natural born killers. Like they all brought something to the table. And maybe if you split them apart on their own, they were neat, but you throw them all into a cluster of a movie and it just does not work. No, it doesn't. It's a competent movie. And especially as a Halloween movie, and especially as a Halloween finale movie. Yeah, no, there's got to be another one at this point. I and know. I really there's don't a petition. want to. There's a petition to reboot. Halloween ends or remake it. It just <laughs> came out. I, I well, maybe I should sign it. But th to be honest, 
when we look at it, I think H2O is the perfect ending. But if we really want to just keep it how it is, Halloween 2 from 1981 was the perfect ending. Him blowing it, up in the hospital yeah. it was ended great. from there. Or if you just wanted to leave it in, in 1978 where Carpenter really yeah. wanted it with him still out there. That's what it really should have been. And yeah. if they do want to do future Halloween movies, my suggestion to them is... Again, I liked Halloween Kills, but I really like the sequences when it goes back to the 70s in Halloween Kills, mm -hmm. when it shows like, because it looks really good. It, it looks does. like, so yeah. So what they should do is make a movie that is like a sequel to the original, but it's during that time. Like it's not modern day, because if you bring Myers into modern day, he's old. You know, there's no way around that unless he's just <sighs> perpetually, but he ages you know, because he's a kid and then he becomes Michael Myers. So he obviously ages like a person. So you can't have him be 21 or whatever forever. No. Um, but what you could do is, you know, at the end of Halloween, Dr. Loomis looks over the ledge and Michael's gone. And then this new movie is just seeing where he went. That would be interesting. You yeah, don't have to have Laurie Strode in it. It's just new people. Because I kind of like that idea of he just goes and stalks different people. Or maybe it's Halloween 1979. I don't know. Yeah, no, Where does he go for a year? I would be interested to watch it. No, I'd be I, there. I would you know it's too. not over. They're going to do more. No, th 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 that can't be the end. Enough. He's still alive. He, I, he wasn't in the car compactor. I don't want to see They'll do it. something. They'll do a Halloween H2O cause, or Halloween Resurrection, really. Because H2O, she chops his head off yeah. with a tag <laughs> and it rolls on the ground. And you're like, okay, he, he's dead. Yeah. And then in the next one, they're like, it was actually not him. It was the ambulance driver. Yeah. <laughs> the so they'll, they'll have, yeah, they'll have something where it's like, oh, we got a different inmate from that asylum. <laughs> you know, like how they killed the guy in, in Halloween Kills. I don't oh, know. Yeah, when, he, do. when he falls off of the, the top of the, was it the hospital there? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They got to do something. No, Halloween ends. The fact, another weak scene in that movie, and I just got to point out because it's so ridiculous. How about the fact that Corey Cunningham is wrestling with Michael Myers with Michael on the ground Myers. and he wins and he takes I know. his mask? I really felt bad too for, I don't know if I'll bring it up if I talk to him ever, but with James Jude Courtney, because I love his performance throughout the other two movies. I agree. Like even the gripes people have with Halloween Kills, usually the compliment is James Jude Courtney is still great as Michael Myers. But in this movie, they make him like have to hunch over and he's like walking all weird. And it's like they kind of like disrespected his character in yeah. the sense of like him being this intimidating force. Because a lot of the sequels, because I've, I've seen like all of the Halloween movies and some of them, they make Michael Myers a little laughable. You know, yeah. um, <laughs> there's tons of them, you know, <laughs> there's tons of them where it's like. Okay, that's a little ridiculous. Or that mask looks goofy. Or the he's H2O not very... mask, the, the CGI yeah. mask. Yeah, and it's like, what were they thinking? But in that 2018 movie, when he starts killing people, you're like, oh, he's a threat. Like this is intense again. And then in this, they just ruin that. Yeah, they just sucked all that out. Not a fan. And, it, and then it made. And because you focus on this Corey character and you weaken Michael Myers, that when the final act that people wanted to see happens between them, there was no build up to it. Like, it didn't feel like it was building up to a, it. was like, here's a different movie. And then here's like a short film that we tacked on the end that's like a fanfic. But Michael Myers gets beat really easily. 
I thought he was going to kill Lori because at first you think she wins and then he grabs her. I'm like, oh, they're both going to die. I'm like, that's kind of. That's, that's how I, I wanted it. That's how I wanted yeah. it in the end. And then you see these premieres where it says, thank you, Jamie. And I said, oh, she died. Oh, she that's dies. A, that's what like I a... thought before I even went into the film. And then oh. I see this and I'm like, are you kidding me? And then I'm seeing these tweets online for people who love the movie. And I don't know. They must be insane. I mean, that they love this thing. <laughs> And they're saying that Michael Myers, this was always Laurie's story. Michael Myers was just a side piece. Really? Because I don't think so. I don't think so either. And, you know, like, this might get me in hot water for saying this. But I, I really do love the original Halloween. I love Laurie Strode and I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean no disrespect to her and because she's a brilliant actress. But she's just kind of some girl in the first one like she's not a deep character no. she's just the babysitter that like the movie was going to be called babysitter murders it was just exactly. like it was just to make money as a horror movie they didn't know it was going to be amazing now john carpenter's work and dean cundy and all of the and deborah hill all that work put into the movie is what made it so much more than it could have been like it could have been some cheesy killer movie but they made it what it is but Laurie Strode was never this like deep character that was what we had to follow because if that was the case then all of the sequels would have her in it exactly it's people watch it because of Michael Myers and see what he does now ultimately I think horror works when you have like evil versus good and you get that clash that's where the interesting part comes in so Laurie represents that good but you go to see the bad you go to see the horror and you can't just take that out of it. No. To me, that diminishes the entire thing. Yeah, no. It, it, completely horrible. I'll have to sign that petition. But I want to get into yeah, find that Chucky petition. series. Ooh, what are your yeah. thoughts on season two? I So here's the thing. I have not watched episode two. I only saw the pilot. Um, because I wasn't, I don't know what was up. I just wasn't uh, around to watch it. Like last Last season, I like watched them all live, like the same night, because I wanted to like be there with the fans. So I need to get back on my schedule <laughs> to actually watch Chucky. Loved the first season. I need to do a review on that first season because, like, Child's Play is one of the few horror franchises where it's been the same creative team throughout the entire thing, and. I just really admire that, like Don Mancini's work and how all of these like character threads have built up to this show. Like, cause you have some of the stuff with like Mika or Tiffany or Andy, and now we're all seeing how that's paying off. And so season one ended on a great like finale yet cliffhanger. And so then in this first episode, spoilers for Chucky, but Andy like flies off this cliff with all the Chucky dolls and it like blows up. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, there is no way they killed my man, Andy. They did not just, they can't kill him in the opening. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then in a little bit, they say, well, no one found his body. I'm like, wow. he, he's going to come back and make some kind of hero move later. But you know, and maybe it's also because I met Alex and he's such a nice guy, but I'm like, you can't kill him off in the opening. Like he's got to come back. Um, but I really like that opening. I really like the first pilot episode of season two and the setup for this, this like Catholic school thing is very intriguing because 
you know, whenever you think you know where Chucky's going to go, it, you know, flips on you. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, um, you know, Cursed Chucky is in like a spooky mansion. Now it's in an asylum. Or, oh, Bride of Chucky is going to be him and Tiffany. No, now they have a kid. See to Chucky. So it always changes. Meaning there's even one at the military school. So, I mean, they... <laughs> There, there's so many different places where Chucky's been, so it's not surprising that now he's at this like boarding school, and I think that's a really good environment for him. Uh, and it looks like there are a lot of homages to other horror movies. I saw some like, um, like bonus scene on YouTube where it's like a Clockwork Orange. Okay. With Chucky, he's got like his eyes peeled open, and they're making him watch movies, and I'm like, this is fun. You know, Chucky always brings the fun out of horror. Yeah. And so that's cool. As a big Chucky fan, I'm, I'm super excited to finish it. Yeah. And, and there's nothing more horror than Catholic school. It, with this parent-teacher conference, <laughs> I wanted to ask you this. Yeah. Was this Catholic school? No, 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 no. This no. was just a public. This, this was just public just... school, yeah. Because yeah, I went to – I had a certain situation where <laughs> – In a Catholic school? Yeah, I went to Catholic school my whole life, unfortunately. Really? Yeah, and I drew pictures of – all the slashers, Michael Myers, Jason. Oh, that probably didn't go over well. No, no. When I was in second grade, and no, it didn't go over well. <laughs> oh gosh, you had the ruler. <laughs> yeah, I drew all of them. I drew the saw doll. I drew Michael Myers, Did Freddy, you really? Jason on a piece of paper. Yeah, because, and I've seen like another meme of a, another hip hop artist that I follow on Instagram. Mm. Is, he goes by the name of Nobi. When I was younger, because I outgrew superheroes when by the time I reached like first grade, because. I started out small with the starter set with the Universal Monsters. That, that, that was my starter kit right there. Of course. Then in second grade, my grandfather, rest in peace on my father's side, we watched sci-fi, AMC. So he showed me all these oh, that's cool. slasher movies. He welcomed you in. Yeah, he showed me all these slasher movies. And that's where my love of horror just really deepened from there. And I'm going to say it, and people could really be like, man, Max is a psycho for this. I looked at people like Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees, and this is where it relates to the rapper I brought up before. His meme was Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees were my superheroes growing up. They were to me. That's how I looked at them. In a demented way, yeah. Yeah, they kind of are. I mean, they're <laughs> the ones characters. that you pay the ticket to watch. That was my gripe with Halloween Ends. Is like that's what you're paying to see. That's the ticket. Is yeah, they put them on the poster. And when he dies in the car compactor, that's that's like if, say, like, I'm trying to think Iron Man dies. If he was thrown into a car, like, for me, you know what I mean? That's just. Right. It's like, what? Yeah. That's how it felt for me. Yeah. Yeah. So now I know why you hate it. Yeah. Especially when you tell me that. It's like, shh, just taking this beloved character and just. No, just setting flames to it, you know. It's just unbelievable. He can come back from the flames, but that's, <laughs> just throwing that's him true. in the compactor. It he's been a... <laughs> he's been through crazier. Yeah. I mean, well, actually, I take that back. Probably Chucky's been through crazier. I mean, Chucky's been blown up, cut into bits, <laughs> shot. I mean, they all come back. No, they do. But what have been some movies besides? The, the Halloween kills, the ones that we've been getting, because I'm big on the 80s was the golden era. I've been kind oh, of yeah. going back to saying I think the 70s was actually the golden era for horror. I think you're recent. right. When you, when you look at the 70s, The Exorcist, Texas Chainsaw, the original Halloween, Jaws, oh, yeah. you really start to look at it. 70s is more superior. 
I think 70s is definitely superior. I mean, all of them have their benefits. Like, I even go back, like like you said, to, like, the Universal Monsters. 30s and 40s have some great horror movies. 50s, you get into, like, the sci-fi. Um, Things from the other world. Yeah, I mean, those, those are so fun, though. I think those really shaped a lot of the horror genre, though, in their own way. But they're a lot more cheesy. Uh, but there's a great movie called Them. That and I with love. The, the big ants. The big ants. That movie freaks me out. That's such a cool idea, though, with big ants. I just love bugs and stuff. But 60s, and you get like Night of the Living Dead, Psycho. I mean, that's where it starts to take shape. And then the 70s, just like, whew. I mean, and you have underrated like classics like Black Christmas. You seen In that the movie? 70s, 1974. It's classic. That movie, to me, like Halloween is a, like a much better movie, but that movie is scarier to me than halloween i agree like, and it's on the 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 greatest night the best time of the year it's safe know, you don't think anything above it that's why it's you know subverts your expectation you're like christmas christmas yeah. is like this like sacred cutesy nice holiday and then you just have this terrible guy just like oh it absolutely is creepy how he calls him and he's like i'm gonna like you like it's oh my gosh <laughs> I, yeah, I love black christmas i discovered that a few christmases ago because I'm like, I need to get in the Christmas spirit. I'm like, Black Christmas. I'm like, Black oh, Christmas it's is the perfect Christmas. way. <laughs> I'd like ruin my Christmas <laughs> in like the best way possible, though, because now I watch it every year. Yeah, that, that, that's a must watch every Christmas. Forget, forget Home Alone, guys. You got to watch yeah. Black Christmas. Yeah, no Grinch. We're watching Black Christmas. We're watching Black Christmas. <laughs> but yeah. What movies have impressed you from the 2000s where you could say the two 2010s? 20 because we're only two years into the 2020s here but what movies have impressed you because when That's i look true. at it i'm tired of the remakes there's no well, actually i do have anymore. a list of this i do have a list of this let me uh i know i have this list i'm gonna make this into a video but i guess you'll get a little sneak peek into it's kind of my um favorite modern horror movies i guess mm-hmm. uh if i can find it don't tell me i lost it again um shoot now i can't find it oh well well it was movies like from from the 2010s i mean you have like hereditary you got um uh unsane which was a super underrated movie i don't know if you saw that one yeah that was an awesome movie um 10 cloverfield lane i really love the cloverfield movie the original Cloverfield movie. Uh, Upgrade. Upgrade Lee Winnell's movie. I don't know if that's fully horror. It's like sci-fi action horror, but great movie. I mean, there there have been a lot of the Saw movies are like dabbling into modern. I enjoy a lot of those. Um, the Jigsaw movie, Spiral, hoping the new one will get back to form, but I still enjoy them for what they are. Uh You've got, man, I'm just trying to think of Babadook I enjoyed. Uh, more recently, The Black Phone. Mm. I really love The Black Phone. Jordan Peele's stuff, Nope, Get Out, Us. I like all of them. Uh, uh, I mean, you, you, you have like a new wave of like horror coming in. It's kind of a different feel. The only thing I, I worry about with the horror genre is that I don't want it to get too pretentious because I'm in some A24 groups and like I like 
the elevated horror, but I feel like it takes itself too seriously. And like, you have to have a little dose of stupid (laughs) because horror is great when it's like really wacky to me. Like that's what the eighties did so well is it took the seventies was the very grounded, you know, like jaws, like Halloween, Texas chainsaw massacre. And it just like, like ramped it up to a thousand. You have like evil dead and Chucky and all of these wacky characters. And you even and, like movies like the stuff. So, Oh, the stuff. I love yeah. the stuff. Um, yeah. I did a whole thing about like underrated. I'm going to keep that going because there's so many movies don't get talked about just like the stuff, but movies are just like so bonkers. Like how did this get made? What were these people thinking? But it's so captivating. And um, there was that movie that came out last year, Malignant, that James mm. Wan did. And to me, that was like paying homage to those types of movies. Like, what the frig is that? Like, it's so weird. Uh, but I enjoy those a lot. And then you get into the 90s. And I, I have a deep respect for the 90s horror. A lot of people don't talk about it, but there were some really solid movies. I mean, Scream always comes to mind. Candyman. Candyman. Yeah, but you also have like Silence of the Lambs. You yeah. have Misery. I know what you um, did last summer. Yeah, I actually haven't finished. I know what you did last summer, so I need to watch that. But um, I know what you did last summer. Uh, gosh. Oh, man. I don't know. There's too many. There's too many <laughs> horror movies. And 2000s started high. Like you have like Saw, I mean, was early 2000s. Uh, you had like The Ring and you had like some of those ghostly movies that Keepers, were pretty creepers. big. Yeah. And then it like fell off a little bit and it like, you got into all those remakes, you know, you had Friday 13th remake. And Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. Remake. It was just like, and then finally it started to take off a little in the 2010s, but really like the late 2010s. And now we're getting into a, another Renaissance, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope I'm curious to see what's going to happen next, especially now that Halloween ends is I hope it's not at the end, but now that yeah. we finally reached the end with this abysmal trilogy and just, just move on from it, yeah. it, it just to see, but in my opinion, to me, the top two movies that I can think of off like right now in my head from the 2010s, Sinister mm-hmm. and Orphan, those two movies, there's something about those two. That are I so unique and different. About Orphan, I've not seen Orphan. I'm wow. pretty sure I've seen Sinister. I don't remember it very well. Uh, I feel like I mix it up with Insidious. Uh, okay. But I just watched Insidious again. I really like that. That was on Sci-Fi, right? What was that? Insidious, right? That was just on Sci-Fi. Was it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's a great movie. You know, I love the Lee Whannell James Wan duo that that they got going on. But Sinister is the um, the uh, Scott Derrickson, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. the guy who did the Black Phone, but Orphan I haven't seen, but I hear it's like really good. Yeah, no, you really gotta watch it. Scary. You really, you gotta watch this. Why? And how was that? They did a Orphan first kill or whatever, like a sequel. It's, it's, was that any good? It's a prequel. It was decent, but when you watch the first one, like no comparison. There's nothing. It was jaw dropping when I first saw it. I saw it. I think when I was in fifth grade, it completely jaw dropping i've never seen anything like that before really yeah you gotta watch that because when i see like the promotional stuff it reminds me of something like the omen like creepy Mm. kid no nothing like that you really i'm i can't give you much details about it because it gives it away yeah 
I'll go in blind. Then. Yeah, go in blind, and you'll leave whatever. You'll walk out of your living room or wherever you get your friend's house, jaw dropped because you're yeah. like, "What was that?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to watch it now, and I need to see this movie. No, you got to see that, man. Hellfest is another one that has been growing on me as well. I, don't I know need to watch that. I've been wanting to watch that because that has that the um, haunted house. Yeah, and you, the haunt. That's what you do. I know. And I, I when I saw that movie was coming out, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go see that. And then I never did. And then I heard some bad word of mouth from it. So I didn't see it. But I it, I bought it. I have it on DVD. I've just yet to see it because I'm holding on to it because I'm like, maybe I'll watch it this season, actually, because I feel like now's a good time of year to watch it. Yeah. No, when the haunted it, houses are really relevant, you know. It is. But when you look at the horror genre now, do you, especially with Halloween, do you think Halloween is underrated? Because when you look at it, there's a lot of people that don't celebrate as much, especially like where I'm from, like right now. Do you feel like it feels though Halloween is kind of that underrated holiday where people I, just don't celebrate? I feel like there's like, I don't know. Uh, there's some kind of thing where people reach an age limit. Like, oh, that's for kids. Like Halloween's for kids. And I don't think that's true. And you also get this thing like it's big in America. But overseas, it's not as popular. Like, I've gotten a lot of subscribers saying, like, hey, I'm from, like, the UK, and Halloween is not what it is over there, and we want it to be. So because of, like, YouTube and people sharing their love for it, it is growing. But the the audience that it's going for needs to expand, too, because I feel like a lot of it's going for kids or, like, people in the niche. But it's something that everyone can celebrate. And I think it's such a good holiday and season because you think of all the other holidays. And I like a lot of like I really love Christmas. You have like Easter or St. Patrick's Day or all these other ones. But even Thanksgiving, they have this like prerequisite where you have to be with your family. You have to do this, 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 this to celebrate it correctly. But Halloween there's nothing you have to do. You can do whatever you want. There's no obligations. It is the freest holiday. And that's probably why people who love it say it's the best because you can do whatever you want. Yeah. No, to me, it's the best. And they need to make it a freaking national holiday. The fact that they haven't made it a national no. holiday drives me nuts. Can we that get is, that done? Like whoever's in office, right? You know what I mean? President Biden, whoever. Can we get yeah. this done? You know? <laughs> yes, please. I will vote for whoever does that. You'll have my vote. <laughs> like maybe they need to like make the day after Halloween the holiday or something because people want to stay up late and they can't yeah, like exactly. I'll even notice this year with my haunted house when I do the haunted house on a Friday night or a Saturday night I it goes to like 10 11 p.m this year I guarantee it it's gonna clock out at like 9 9 30 because people don't stay up, you know, no. or their kids got to go to school the next day. And I'm like, man, they can't celebrate. Bums me out. No, it bums me out. I remember it. being younger and trick or treating. And then the next day you got to, or going to school on Halloween. And then you, and then you go to the next day. There's, we need, it should be a two day event. Okay. Oh, we're going to stretch this out. A two day event. by me. Off. Off. Let's do it. I mean, we'll even take, I'm willing to part with the first two days of Thanksgiving break. Like, take the Monday and Tuesday off and put them where Halloween goes. Exactly. I only need Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for Thanksgiving. So I'll be good. Just give yeah. me 
know. And this is also why I could never work because for a while I wanted to be a pizza delivery driver because I thought that'd be a cool job. But uh, apparently, from what I've heard from people who work in the pizza industry, you can't have off Halloween because it's a huge day for them. Wow. Yeah, forget Not that. Same for New Year's because, you know, when you think about it, people don't really cook for those no. pizza, but just like um, Super Bowl Sunday or whatever. So I'm like, yep, no pizza places. I got to I got to be off for Halloween. <laughs> That's how it goes. Oh, man. But, but, but how do you besides the haunt? Is that pretty much how you celebrate your Halloween? Well, so I run myself a little ragged on Halloween. Halloween's my favorite day of the year, but I'm also stressed because I try to upload a bunch of videos. I'm going to try to back off a little bit. I'm just going to post a couple. I usually post some kind of short film that my friends and I do. Uh, and I try to upload a video of me saying some scary stories at night. Work on the haunted house. I also have a tradition that I always have to watch, even if it's in the background. I have to watch the original Halloween on Halloween. I've done it like every year. Because yeah, uh, there are other there are other Halloweeny movies that I like have on the list, like Halloween Three, Trick or Treat. You know, there's several horror movies that I need to see. But if I don't play the original Halloween on Halloween, I feel like I'm missing out on something. Like it's got to be on. It's the vibe. Yeah. Um. So I have that on and I'll edit in the morning and then I'll get some breakfast. Usually it's like Dunkin' Donuts because they have Halloween donuts. I can cram my face with sugar uh, and then I work on the haunted house. Um, I also watch a lot of other YouTubers content because a lot of YouTubers drop like a Halloween special. I like to see what they have to offer. Uh, so I do that and then I have to make sure my stuff comes out correctly uh, sometimes I go live. I like to chat with people on Halloween just to let them know. Cause it's, it's, you know, I, my whole channel builds up to that day. I get the final grind out because I know in November I get to have kind of a break. So yeah. it's, a, it becomes a big day for me, but I, I always look forward to it. I love it. Yeah. And as soon as November 1st comes, it's 365 days until Halloween again. <laughs> I know. And there's like an excitement there. Like now I get the plan for next Halloween. Yeah. But I also have, I want to do a video on this, but I have like post-Halloween depression, like postpartum depression, but for Halloween, because like you put so much time and energy into it and then just it's gone. And the community cares, like real buffs, like horror buffs, Halloween buffs, they still care. But people at large, like they just they're like okay it's over put up thanksgiving stuff now or christmas yeah i'm not on. big in, i'm not big in, into that i mean yeah, you call like, me you call me scrooge i know you like <laughs> christmas but i really don't need to see freaking christmas trees in october i don't need to be hearing jingle bells with oh i swear like go in the home depot now they don't even have any halloween it's all christmas i'm like who's buying this yeah no. <laughs> like i'll enjoy christmas as much as the next guy when it's it's time. supposed to be Christmas, like there's another holiday. Exactly, they skip right over Thanksgiving and then uh, go right into Christmas. I mean, Christmas should start a Black lot of Friday. Money. What? Christmas should start. We should really start prepping Black Friday. That's, That's when true. it's okay. You got the trees. You can play your jingle bells. Black Friday. Right. It's yeah. It's so overblown. It's. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like it makes so much money that they have to. They're like, hey, just to remind you, Christmas is coming up. You need to buy those things for those people. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like Christmas has kind of been ruined in a way 
And same with Thanksgiving, because like it's supposed to be a hol the the holidays are supposed to be like a time where you like are thankful your family. to be with your family and you're appreciative. But then it's like, but I want this, 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 yeah. this. So it like ruins the point. And to me, sometimes there's like a there's like a point where because Christmas is very sappy. It's very like ooey gooey cute. And it's so overloaded that there's a point during Christmas season, usually it's like a like a week or so before Christmas that I get like a really strong urge to like go back to Halloween. Like I just <laughs> want it to be creepy or like mean again for like a day because, you know, I think they complement one another in a way, but like if you go to the store and you see Christmas and Halloween stuff next to each other, it is like the weirdest thing. Like it feels like you're on an alien planet. Cause you have like, bloody hands and like witches and like spiders and like cutesy like santa claus jingle bell like it's so weird no i i've seen it yeah and it's it's only getting worse like i saw christmas stuff in september like what yeah <laughs> like even if you get ready for it the day after Halloween. Like, come on. September. Makes, doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't know. That is, that's messed up. Yeah. Like, give it, it, it rushes them too, because then when Christmas, I, I've seen this too, when it's a week before Christmas, the stores have Valentine's Day stuff. <laughs> it's always I'm preparing like, for the next holiday. Like, you're not even letting us enjoy the thing. You just got to keep pushing, like, so it never ends. I don't know. I don't like that. Like, let us enjoy it now, and then I'll get to the next one. Like, it can have its time. Also, if you're really so, if you're setting up Valentine's Day stuff at the end of December, you have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're and setting when up we reach Valentine's Day, it's Easter time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it's a vicious cycle. Um, and I've seen people that they set up for the next holiday before the holiday that they should be celebrating even has happened. I don't even know how that makes sense. Like, it'll be two days before St. Patrick's Day and they have their Easter up. That does not make sense. No. The people where I live, because I'm from Connecticut in the tri-state area here, mm -hmm. I remember when COVID was really rampant and it was taken over from the point of where tons of people were dying and it was so depressing. People were putting all the Christmas lights out and putting all their Christmas stuff out already. And I'm like, wow, like really? Like what? Like I get, you got to do whatever to cope with what, what we were going through at that time. But it's like, wow, we're really yeah. decorating that early. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, people want something to celebrate, but I'm like, why not make it Halloween? Yeah. It's so great. And like Christmas is limited. Like you got Santa Clauses, elves, snowmen, reindeer. Like that's kind of it. It's always been that. And it feels like it always will be that. But Halloween can be anything. That's why it's so fun. Like you could have a you could have a killer, you could have a killer plant, you could have a clown, aliens. I mean, it could be anything. It's such a creative day. A creative season, really, because technically to me, Halloween is the 31st, but it really is October. Yeah. Like October is the celebration. It's of the whole month. Season. It's the whole month. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't fit in everything you want to do for Halloween in one day. No. 
you know, that night is just kind of the final move. I agree. And then when it's over post-depression, which I do yeah. go through, I'm still watching horror movies a couple of days after, and it's just, uh, I'm not ready for the, the Halloween season to go, but it's always preparing me for next year. And yep. I'm able to move on because just doing what I do with my shows and stuff, but right. Yeah. You keep the grind going. Yeah. But it, like same for you, but you got to take a break. You take your, break. I do take a break. <laughs> well, I have, I have a little ritual now. So when Halloween's over, I go early in the morning on November 1st to all the stores and I grab anything I can that's on sale because discounts, discounts are awesome. 50%, 75%. Eventually, if you wait long enough, some of them are 90%. And like, you might not think it's a big deal, but that stuff adds up. Like even the little makeup things. Like I went one time and they had little bottles of fake blood and it was like originally a dollar and it was 90% off. So it was 10 cents. So I bought like 30 of those suckers and it was like three bucks for 30 things of blood. So I, I still have them. I still have tons of blood. So I'll never run out for doing horror movies. Um, yeah. So go, yeah. Hit all of the spots that you want to go to. Spirit does half off party city. I'm pretty sure does half off. Usually the bigger box stores do even bigger discounts because they want it gone even faster because they're moving in the Christmas crap, yeah. but they can, they can really get that good stuff going. So I usually make a couple videos about what I got then. Then I kind of take a, a little bit of a break. Then I usually do a, like a spooky Christmas celebration where I talk about Christmas horror movies, gremlins, black Christmas, Krampus, all that. And then I start gearing up for, cause to me, when the new year hits, that kind of starts the new countdown to Halloween. Cause I know like, companies like distortions unlimited they start sharing details about their new stuff for the next season because they're working all the time getting their new stuff ready to go and then some of the companies start sharing their stuff and then when summertime hits it's just it's back yeah. it's a crazy cycle like my in my head my calendar is so whacked like to me in my head Halloween is like the last day of the year. Like the year starts November 1st in my head and it builds up to <laughs> Halloween. And then November 1st is like January 1st to me. Wow. I don't know no, why I my brain get, works like that. This I can get down with that. I'm not a big New Year's guy. I think New Year's is depressing. There's something about it I just don't like. I, I wish I could just sleep from December 29th to January 2nd. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't I have to remember it. That's true. I, I enjoy the celebration of New Year's. Like I like fireworks and that kind of stuff. But after New Year's subsides, like once you said, when you hit like November, like January 2nd, you're going, I was getting ready for this because now it's just January. again. And there's nothing to January. There's nothing to January. Yeah. Except um, that th this January, I'm excited because that Megan movie comes out. Yeah. And that movie looks pretty good. So I'll be excited for January this year. And, and then uh, in March, I think the new Scream, Scream 6 comes out. Is that March? Uh, yes. And that is a weird thing. And I wanted to touch on that. Um, not necessarily about Scream itself, because I like the last Scream movie. But why in the heck are they releasing the Scream movies in January and March? That's confusing to me. Have them come out in September or October. I think like they're that, afraid they're going to get blown away in the box office by the Halloweens. I think that's what it is. Well, clearly they're not now. No, no. 
Well, next year though, so the the Halloween guys like David Gordon Green and them are moving to The Exorcist. I did hear about that, and you'll be but, happy about that. Well, I'm. I don't know. I'm. Well, kind of yeah. Scared. If they, I mean, okay, I'll take a couple steps back. They've ruined Halloween, so now I they're going to come and ruin The Exorcist. I kind of have to see it to see what they do to my Exorcist. Well, here's the thing: I've never seen any of the actual Exorcist sequels. Oh, so, like two the heretic and yeah, I haven't seen any of those. I hear three is really good. Three is decent, yeah. Yeah, I heard three is decent, but to me, that first one, like, that's like a perfect movie. Like, there's yeah. nothing else that needs to be said. So exactly. to to invoke it and bring it back, they better have their A game, or I'm gonna be really upset. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna stop watching if it's really bad. Like, just why? Just make a new movie. Exactly. It's not that hard. Like, there are other movies that are fine to have sequels for. Like, the biggest one, Hello, is Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th should have tons of sequels because it it never was like this. Like, even the first Friday the 13th. Like, the first Halloween is, like, an iconic, great cinematic movie. But Friday the 13th has always been, like, shock. Yeah. (laughs) So just keep making them, even if they're not good. Sure, what the heck? Jason X, Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah, like even the Corey Cunningham thing, it could have fit better in a Friday Thirteenth film. Like, cause they've done weird crap like that, like having the new have beginning the with Roy girl, or the new beginning or Jason goes to hell or he goes to New York. Like, that's you can have weird stuff, but when you mess with the formula for these other franchises, you're getting yourself in hot water with the fans. And so I hope they, I hope they, they did good on the new Scream. Yeah, I agree. This next scream, my fingers are crossed. Apparently, it's in New York. Oh boy, Ghostface yeah. takes Manhattan. Ghostface takes Manhattan. So <laughs> I, I'm that's intriguing. And to no, me. and no, Nev Campbell. And no, Nev Campbell. I don't know how I feel about that. I guess I got to see the movie. Uh, I mean, I feel like they they did a good send off to her character in the last one. Like now they introduce these new kids, so I'm okay with that. But I don't know. It feels like it doesn't have her blessing on it. That's my thing. Yeah, no, but you have Courtney Cox coming back. So that's like when you need her, you need Nev Campbell there too. Right. I mean, Courtney Cox works because of Nev and because of Arquette. I mean, I know, I know why Arquette's not in the movie. Yeah. (laughs) He got killed off. Yeah. But to not have both of them back is like really weird. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do with it. I'm intrigued because I like that last one a lot. Um, but hopefully they don't pull a Halloween ends and do something that no one wants to see. No, horrible. And I haven't seen the new Hellraiser yet. I'm not big on it. I'm not. I did see the new Hellraiser movie. I, I saw I you sh- did a video. On, I haven't had the chance because I, I think you did that in Rob Zombie's awful. I did, I did Rob Zombie's Monsters. I did Mr. Harrigan's phone. And I did Hellraiser as a podcast where I just kind of talked about it. Awful. And, uh, the monsters was awful. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. I mean, he loves the monsters. That's I, I apparently for sure, but he missed out on all the things that made the show special. Like he just made the characters in their makeup. And I mean, um Grandpa Monster, uh, he was pretty good in the movie. But other than him, the casting was really weird. And it just didn't feel like the monsters. And it was like cringy 
like the the humor was like for babies i feel like rob zombie's like he's known for this one style and it's like this really vulgar really in your face gory like intense Devil's so he's rejects. like well, I, yeah and he's like i can't do that for the monsters so let me like make it for kids and his definition of like family kid movie is like babies like it felt like a toddler movie it felt like like coco melon like <laughs> ABC to me i'm like even i don't know like even like scary stories to tell in the dark i can think of or like adam's family or even hotel transylvania it has like some kind of it's family oriented Focus, but Focus. Yeah, Hocus Pocus. It has a little edge to it. But this just felt like, I don't know. I don't know. And it was just, aside from all the story elements, it didn't make any sense. It just was not a good, well-made movie. It just looked cheap. Horrible. And it's sad because the sets actually were cool. Like, the set designers did a good job making the house look neat. But then they lit it with these horrible neon lights. And just, man, they really did not do themselves any favors with that movie. And they flushed out like the characters had good makeup, like the makeup on Herman and Lily and Grandpa was good. And then they just blast like a green light in their face. I'm like, I can't even see the makeup. (laughs) Like he doesn't even have to be painted green because you made him green with the light. Exactly. Butchered. Completely butchered. But that's what it is. It's the Rob Zombie. I'm not the biggest Rob Zombie fan. But you can tell how influential he's been in these horror movies. It's like this is complete gore fest, which I don't agree with. I like, I, I'm really strict on how I like horror movies. I think the less blood, the better. Sometimes when you look at horror movies like Psycho, Halloween, when you look at these classics, a lot of them didn't have blood. Oh yeah. Uh, do you have any position on the Terrifier movie or movies? Um, I've seen the first one. I think it's just over the top and. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's going to like something. It's not my topic, yeah. but I am surprised. I've been reading reviews about Terrifier 2 because people have been saying it's good. But then they say it's the bloodiest thing they've ever seen. Why is the rating like on the same? When you look at the Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb and the ratings, why is it rated the same as Jaws? Like, how is this like on the same rating? Right. Spaces? I don't get See, I, yeah. don't, I never trust those critic websites because how do you compare some movies and it's like i went to rotten tomatoes and they have the top like 100 horror films of all time and number one is like get out and look i love get out one of my favorite modern movies i love jordan peele but it's not in a far cry best horror movie of all time no it's like it's the way that like their rating system works based on how many people review it and how many positive versus negative it's like this whole thing but when they do that kind of stuff, it throws off, like, like you said, Terrifier 2 and Jaws. Like that, yeah. There's no comparison. No. I haven't seen Terrifier 2, but there's no comparison no. to like there's, Jaws. Yeah, no, there isn't. Because I think Jaws has a either a seven or a ten, eight a, seven or eight out of ten on IMDb, and same as Terrifier 2. And I'm like, there's no way that this movie <laughs> right, has that great of a rating is, compared to of, yeah. as a masterpiece. They're just exactly. And like I like we talked about before, I'm kind of a squeamish guy, and I heard that this movie's really brutal. And so I looked up a scene from it on YouTube. It got leaked uh, scene. I watched it. I'm just like, man, I'm glad I didn't see this in the theater. Like this is intense. Now to to give the filmmakers credit, it really looked like they put a lot of work into the practical effects. I'm a big I'm a big advocate for the practical effects, and I think his name's Damien Leone. Mm-hmm. 
he really wants to showcase his talent in the effects department. But to me, just seeing like people get like filleted is not really what I want to watch, especially when you know they're going to die. Like if there's a struggle, like Saw, there's some kind of struggle where they might live. That's like the anticipation. Are they going to make it out or are they going to die? But when you know someone's going to die and they're just being like ripped open, I'm like, I don't need to see that. Like they can just die. It can be, oh, that's it. You know, that's the scene. But it just keeps going and keeps going. He's got a knife and it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I'd like to maybe see the movie eventually to have a full stance on it. Uh, you know, it looks like they had a lot of fun doing it. They made it on a shoestring budget. I mean, yeah. it's like 200 grand or something, which is nuts. Like even the original Halloween's 300 grand. Yeah. Uh, so kudos to them for having a big successful movie with a limited budget cast and stuff. And the art, the clown is a great, like iconic looking character. So they got that down. Uh, but is it, is, is it on the same level as like Jaws? Yeah. No. <laughs> No, no, absolutely not. Disgraceful. Ugh, yeah. I just, I don't know. And I'm not big on the CGI, so I'm right there with you when it comes to special effects. But, mm-hmm. man, I mean, we've been here for a while. So is there anything else you want to let the audience know here that you have upcoming with your platform, Hauntform, or anything else you want to let oh, them know God. that we didn't cover here tonight? Oh, man. Well, I mean, check out my channel if you like yeah. Halloween and horror stuff. I do it all year. So if you feel like, you're in February and you want to be in the spooky mood. I still make spooky content in February. And I talk about the stuff that's coming out in stores the following year. I talk about the horror movies coming out. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I wrote a book uh, called Comuffins, which is like a horror anthology book. Perfect thing to read around this time of year. I also do like narrations on my channel. So if you like, like listening to like podcast style horror stories, I do that. So I got a little bit of something for everybody is what I'm saying. So you can find something that you like if you are into anything Halloween related. For all things Halloween, this is Hauntformer. Halloween, yeah. That's right. Oh, man. Mac, thank you for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. You know, anytime. anytime, Yeah. Anytime. You're always welcome here to come on the show wherever you have to promote. I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Thank you for everything that you're doing, man. Keep going. I look forward to seeing you doing some big things here, especially with the Travel Channel. I want to see that happen. Yeah. Hey, Travel Channel, if you're watching, reach out to me. Hey, if any of the other uh, guests that you've had on are watching, reach out to me. I'd yeah. love to talk to them too, <laughs> especially Tony Todd. I'm a big Candyman fan. Yeah. If they're watching, reach out. And yeah. We'll go from there, man. And let them know where they can follow you on social media and all that stuff. Uh, my Instagram's at Mac Ralston. Uh, Facebook is just Mac Ralston. I had a Twitter, but I don't really use it that much anymore because Twitter is kind of insane. But I might I might bring it back. Uh, and then, of course, the YouTube handle. And uh, man, am I on anything else? I don't know. I think I, I, think I have a TikTok. Maybe. <laughs> I, I just post stupid, goofy videos on there. I really should post more Halloween-related stuff, so I'll try to get that going, too. Yeah. But, yeah, that's my that's my presence out there. You already know. There it is, man. I want to thank you, Mac, again. Enjoy thank the rest you. of your night, man. And I'm going to send you all the details soon when it airs and everything so you'll be able to 
catch the Sweet. show. Yeah, I'm excited Everything. to watch it. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to it, man. Keep going. Keep doing your thing, man. I look forward to speaking with you soon. Yeah, for real. Great show you have here. I appreciate that, man. And and yeah. happy Halloween. Enjoy the rest of your October, too. You do. Happy yep. Halloween. Yep. Happy Spooky. Halloween, man. Enjoy the rest of your night. Yeah, you too. Have a good night, Max. Peace out.